Hey world, this is Jamie, host of the Jamie Genty Show, broadcasting live each week on Tuesday at 12 p.m. from Fishbowl Studios. Log on to hear sports talk from basketball to football and view your feedback on the biggest sports news you want to talk about from around the world. So be sure to log on each week Tuesdays at 12 p.m. to catch the Jamie Genty Show. Hope to see you soon on Fishbowl Radio Network. Jump in. <laughs> Hey world, this is Jamie. <laughs> this is Jamie on Fishbowl Radio. My name is Jamie Gentry. Welcome to the Beyond the Game podcast. Uh, it is Tuesday, May the 9th, 2023. Welcome in, everyone. How's everyone doing? That's good. Good. All right. So um, before we get into some basketball things and all that stuff, and before I bring my colleague in that that's over celebrating a Lakers victory, which it is what it is, you know. <laughs> But, <laughs> but um, let me let me let me say this about um, about what happened on Saturday. Uh, I know we live in Bedford. I know you guys are listening to me in Bedford, Texas. Uh, something happened like an hour away. Uh, a mall shooting uh, to the point where some idiot came in there and started. He started shooting a bunch of people. Um, he killed eight people. The shooter's dead. Just so you know. And so let me read off these people that are no longer with us. And we're going to send our thoughts and prayers to them and their family, their loved ones, and the whole entire city of Allen. Uh, so let me start here. Uh, Kayu Chow, Cindy Chow, and their three-year-old. Uh, the two sisters, Daniel, Daniela Mendoza and Sophia Mendoza, they went to the Wiley School District, uh, their fourth and second graders, respectively. Uh, 20-year-old Christian LeClure, LeClure, he was working as a security guard. And I want to butcher, I want to apologize for butchering his name. 27-year-old Ashiwaya Tankanda, she was an engineer in McKinney. So I just want to send my thoughts and prayers to those individuals. And, um, you know, uh, we'll be stronger than this. But this is not a politics show. I just want to get that out. Uh, before, because I want to be sympathetic, sympathetic to the family and friends out there of these individuals. But nonetheless, let's talk about the game last night. Um, before I bring this guy in, uh, game three and game four, the Knicks and the, and the, um, and the Miami Heat. Okay. So I don't like the fact that Julius Randle does not take any accountability for his actions last night. The man, the, the, the man literally, literally has laid an egg the last two games. He's been a no show. He's been completely awful. Completely awful. Like just imagine sitting in the, in, in that press call after the game and having to answer questions and you give out nonchalant answers. What is wrong with you? Like, you were supposed to be an all-star averaging 20 and 10 a game. You come out there, and what was your numbers last night? Let me see your numbers. I, I know game three you had 10 points. What was the other one? Let me see. Hold on. I'm looking at this while I'm while I'm mad. Hold on. Let me see this. Uh, oh, yes. He had, he had 20 points and nine rebounds. And, uh, and in the fourth quarter, 
this Miami team has six offensive rebounds. They were getting to the loose ball and making extra, the extra shots versus New York couldn't, couldn't do that. See, this is why you don't need a big man to get the, the freaking rebound. You need five committed guys to grab a, a board. One rebound. That's it. Miami li- literally gave y'all the game last night. They did. They said, you know what? We're, we're going to go, um, we're going to go four for 19 in the fourth quarter, but we're going to grab 16, six off of re- offensive rebounds in the fourth quarter. That was the game. That was the game. And for Julius Randle to not take ownership of that, that's beyond me. And like Stephen A. said, he's done with Julius Randle. Honestly, I'm done with him too. I'm not a fan, but I know what he's capable of of bringing. Game in and game out. You can't tell, you can't, you, you can't tell me that Miami won. Of course they did. Of course Miami won the more, but it's up to y'all to want more as well. Even, even further. You don't care. That's the type of guy that does not care about the, uh, about the series. This is, this is just regular season talk. And now you go to game five. And you go to game five. Now it's going to be something. Now you have to win or go home situation. You can just say, you know what? We're going to give up the season now. We're going to give it up. If you're going to say that. I don't see them, this team playing expired in game five, inspired in game five. I just don't see it. What I see is a hopeless team. What I see is no leadership outside of Jalen Brunson. What I see is, is a guy that's going to take advantage uh, of saying nonsense, and Julius, and that's Julius Randle saying nonsense to the to the media last night. If y'all haven't heard, so I'm tired of guy of high co- co- collaborator guys not taking ownership. You let Miami in the game by your by your worthless effort, and plus you did not play any good defense last night. You were worse. You were horrible on defense. That's why you fouled out. I, I just don't understand why. <laughs> I just don't understand why players don't play desperate when it comes to a series like this. Miami has nothing on that team outside of Jimmy Butler. They have a bunch of guy, role, play, role guys that you're making them look good. Even better than the, what they're supposed to do in the regular season. This team did not average 100 points a game in the regular season. Well, no, I'm sorry. They didn't even average 110 points in the regular season. They can't score. But yet y'all, y- y'all gave them 100, uh, you gave Jimmy Butler 100 points in this series. On a, on a sore ankle. What is wrong with y'all? If teams can't, can't, can't adjust Period. 
a good regular season coach, but a horrible playoff coach. It's a wrap after this. You know what else is a wrap? The Warriors. The Warriors and Lakers are a wrap. I am so tired of Clay Thompson and Jordan Poole. The antics that Jordan Poole drew last night after the game is childish. Dude, you're earning your own feelings. Stop acting like a child and, and, and stand up. Stand up and say, you know what? I'm going to, I'm going to get 110 shots, uh, shots today to prepare for game five. He acted like the world was over last night. The way, uh, the way it was described to me. Clay Thompson, on the other hand, where's your energy, bro? Where is your energy? You're allowing Steph to dribble more than 10 times to get a shot off. He couldn't get that shot off at the 11th dribble. And the Lakers are playing him tight. You don't see that on the regular season because most guys are playing him off. But the Lakers are playing him tight. Clay, where are you? Do you even care? If you cared, you want to shoot less than 40% every single game. I guess a team that doesn't have, doesn't have anything. But you rather put, put the ball in Steph Curry's hand and let him go one on one. That's your game last night. Steph played 43 minutes. That's a lot of minutes on a guy, uh, on a guy that can't stand upright. How are you going to prepare this man to, to play game five now? They have nothing. Andrew Wiggins has shown something a little bit, despite his time, uh, the, the numerous time out. We're not even going to go off on Draymond Green. Because Draymond Green is not an option. Draymond Green can talk to the refs and cuss the refs out all day long. That's what he's capable of, and that's what he's going to do. Who else? Dante DiVincenzo can give you something. Not, not, not as much. Um, who else? Who else? Uh, Kevin Looney. Let me, Kayvon Looney. Um, at this point, he's not even an option. So at this point, we're, 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 we're doomed. And I chose y'all in six. And now you're, you're looking at me. You're, you're embarrassing me. You're embarrassing me. Why are you embarrassing me by shooting these numbers? Why are y'all playing so, uh, so crap? Why are you playing one-on-one? The time is not to play one-on-one basketball. The time is to play team basketball. Clay Thompson's supposed to have 20 plus points. Steph, yes. 30 points, yes, absolutely. Andrew Wiggins supposed to average a, a double-double. He's not even getting that. Draymond, Draymond's supposed to get ejected every single game. Kayvon Looney's supposed to average, uh, uh, 10 plus rebounds in this series. Don't get bullied by Anthony, by a guy that, that's, play, that's played less than six games in Anthony Davis. That man can't, I can't say he can't do anything. Anthony Davis is a, is a great player <laughs> when he wants to play. 
but y'all are embarrassing me. Steve Kerr can't make adjustments to save his life. And now that's, uh, and now when I was wa- watching Answer the Disputed last, uh, uh, this morning, Skip was saying they need a new voice. What voice do they need? They got rid of Mac Brown. They don't need a new voice. They got the voice. They're getting overpowered and outplayed in this series by the LeBron-led Lakers. And they're bringing on Austin Reason, um, Lonnie Walker on for the ride. Oh, yeah, by the way, shout out to Lonnie Walker. This is not San Antonio Lonnie Walker. This is Lonnie Walker that the Lakers signed for a year in the offseason. Now my question would be, who do you sign? Lonnie Walker or Austin Reeves? Do you even have the money to sign both? Before I bring, uh, before I bring David here, th- this is, this is, this is crazy, man. Th- 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 what plan do you have for game five? I want to hear it. I'm like, wh- wh- how do you adjust to game five? Game five is like less than 24 hours away. More, I'm sorry, more than 24 hours away. Damn. I'm tired of this crap, man. <laughs> uh, but man, I, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just, I'm like, damn. They, they, they shoot. They, that, the, the shots are there. They're making shots. What the problem is, is, is that when they're not making shots, when you miss more than three shots in a row, and the Lakers, they, they'll come down and they're and they'll, they'll make shots. They have LeBron. LeBron coming five hours to get five hours before the game and putting up a, a hundred tennis. And you know, he, that man's always going to be ready. There's no doubt in my mind. So you guys are embarrassing to me and I'm about to bring Gabe in here for a second. The man that was right and I was wrong. I said in, in last week, game four, the Warriors will get this. Now the execution was poor down the stretch, but he chose, he changed my mind. He didn't expect Lonnie Walker to come out of the woodworks last night. He didn't say that at all. He said the Lakers will get the series and beyond. Almost to the point where I had to stop him and say, you know what? They're not winning a championship. Not on my watch. They are not. <laughs> Because you know that the next series you have to go through Denver or Phoenix. And those teams are no joke. But nonetheless, let's bring him in. Gabe, welcome to the show, sir. Hello, hello, hello. What's going on? What's uh, going on? Yeah, man, it's, it's been a day. It's been a day. Um, First and foremost, I want to, again, um, just send my condolences to the families that lost their people um, at the Allen Outlet. Um, mm-hmm. That... That situation hit a little different for me. That's a place that I regularly frequent. Oh wow! Um, oh wow! It's you live ten, in Frisco. It's ten minutes away from me. Oh really? Um, yeah. So it's 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 very jarring to say mm-hmm. the least. Um, yeah. Considering, I Absolutely. mean, it's just so many things that came through my mind. Like I literally just told somebody earlier in that day that I was gonna head over there because I was gonna do some shopping. Yes. So it's just. 
Oof, puts a lot God. of things in perspective, you know. Yes. Um, well, thank God you didn't. Thank God you're here with us, and um, and um, because I w- we wouldn't be, we wouldn't do a show without it, without you. Yeah, it's it's very, it's definitely been something that's mm-hmm. that's kind of weighed on me over the weekend. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I ruined the whole weekend. Yeah, it's just I'm I'm exhausted with stuff like this. To the same here. Um, yeah. That's the that's the bottom line. <laughs> what I can say about that, unfortunately, right. it's very very unfortunate. Um, and again, I just want to send my condolences to those families. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't even imagine. Can't yeah. even imagine. So um, definitely mm-hmm. be keeping them in my prayers and everybody definitely. that was involved, the workers there. I know mm-hmm. some of them personally. Um, oh really? Yeah. Like I I shop there so often that I've gotten to know a lot of the people that work in some of those stores, especially mm-hmm. like the cologne stores and stuff like that. So, okay. um, wow. I just definitely, I think about them a lot. Mm-hmm. I thought about them a lot. So damn, that's, that's, that's a, um, that's, that hits, that hits home. Yeah, it definitely does. It hits you a little bit. Mm-hmm. It definitely does. It definitely does. But, um, in brighter news, mm-hmm. you know, I would like to say that I was correct. <laughs> God, I was absolutely correct in everything that I stated. Um, oh and you were wrong. You were wrong. <laughs> and you, and I want to, I want to say this because you didn't want just wrong. You were a hater in your wrongness. You looked at me in my face and said, you can't be serious. There's something wrong with you. You're crazy. You said those words to me, Jamie. You look me in my eyes, sir. You look me in my eyes. I hate that. Th- I hate that you're right. Yeah, I know. I, 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 I hate know. That you're right. I, I know you hate. I, you know, I see I, the hate I, in I, your face. I, 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 it's in your soul. <laughs> I see it. It's all over you. The hate is just dripping. Like <laughs> I, 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 I thought, as a defending champion, you're supposed to protect your house. So when, so when you're down to one, right? You're supposed to have a different feel for the game. You, you know. They were down. No, the Warriors were down two oh two in that in the series. Okay, mm-hmm. um, we know this is not Sacramento, mm-hmm. but I felt like as champs, you're supposed to take this. Is supposed to hit you, mm-hmm. hit, hit you in, in the fields. It's supposed to say you're supposed to play inspired. Yeah, and I thought, okay, maybe, 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 maybe they did. Maybe they played inspired. The first three quarters. They played expired. When I when it got to the fourth, I was nervous for the fourth. Mm-hmm. I was nervous because uh, Steph plays. I was looking at Steph Steph minutes. Steph went to the bench. He played forty three minutes. Mm-hmm. This man went to the bench. I think he around the five minute mark in the third. I said, "It's." I was nervous. Yeah, because you knew he was playing the whole fourth. Yes, everybody in the building knew that he was playing the whole fourth quarter. He wasn't coming out of the especially game. when, especially when you have nothing from their bench. You don't yeah. have. You're not getting any production from Jordan Poole, which is huge. I, again, I think Jordan Poole, with, especially with Clay being out last year, mm-hmm. he stepped into the role of. If he's not on, the team is not on because that's the third person that you have to account for. Like, I can defend Steph and Clay. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to shut them down completely because Mm -hmm. they shoot the lights out the gym. But you can defend them. When you add a third piece that you got to defend at that level, at all three levels of the court, Mm -hmm. that's a problem. 
Right. They don't have that. Right. So that's the difference. Like we're seeing the the and I knew this going into the series. I I knew it because we've seen the Warriors all season be inconsistent. Mm-hmm. This is not mm-hmm. new behavior. Mm-hmm. This is not new behavior. Right. Everybody's trying to act like, oh, they're still the Warriors. They still can do it. Yes, right. Steph is great. Right. Clay is great. Mm-hmm. But who else? That's true. Because you, you know can't how- beat LeBron, AD, and now you got a third in Kevin – Ke- uh, in- Lonnie Walker. And Lonnie Walker. Well, I was about to call him Looney. Um, <laughs> it's been a long night. Anyway. <laughs> but yeah, you can't, you can't account for somebody like Lonnie Walker that just can shoot the lights out the gym and drop 15 in the fourth. That was not expected. Nobody expected that. Just like Austin Reeves last series. There's always somebody that steps up when it's time to step up. And I know that about my team. We, we traded these we traded and we made the moves at the deadline for purposes like this, for moments like this. When you need that third person that's going to step up and just knock shots down. It ain't it ain't rocket science. We're not doing nothing that's just totally out of this world. We're playing old school brand of basketball. <laughs> We're playing inside out. <laughs> it is not it's not rocket science. You know how you know how you defend Steph Curry? I saw this last night. I was thinking about this last night. I looked at his Dribbling, his dribbling, you know how when he dribbles, he tries to yeah. bait the, def- the, the, the defender. So yeah. when Anthony Davis was on him last night, uh, on the switching, because they, they were switching to the pick and roll, mm-hmm. when he, when he dribbles more than 10 times mm-hmm. and tries to shoot the ball, that's basically, so when he, well, I'm gonna stop you <laughs> it, real quick. It's over. I'm gonna stop you real quick. Okay. What Anthony Davis did, he used his length to mm-hmm. defend Steph. Yes. He didn't have to move as far of a distance no, he did not. because he used his length. He did not have to. It's not necessarily putting a big on Steph that's the answer. Mm-hmm. The answer is having somebody that's athletic enough and long mm-hmm. enough mm-hmm. to get in his visual. His right. hands was moving the whole time. Of course. It was never nothing like mm-hmm. it was never just standing <laughs> like you know the new school defense. Yeah. It wasn't that. Mm-hmm. It was old school. Like right. Hands in the face, right, and and when making he shoots, noise, you, you all this kind of stuff. It was irritating. Shot. He contests right. the shot when the shot goes right. up. Even when he, when, even when Steph is dribbling more than ten times, yeah. When you when he dribbles more than ten times, watch. You never make it comfortable for him. That's how you defend Steph. Mm-hmm. You just can't make it comfortable. Right. And yeah, he'll knock some of them down. Mm-hmm. But as long as you're when making them work, it. by the time the fourth quarter comes, he's gonna be gassed. And he's gonna have to. Just trying to find it because he don't have no help right now, and that's the bottom right. line. He Steph is by himself, right? I mean, he's keeping a buck. Clay, it's not non-existent. He is there, but he's not the Clay of old. No, he's not. He's not. Um, he's, he's turned. He's he's, he, he's 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 invisible. Significantly diminished, right? And I, it's it's sad in a way because I I know who Clay really is. I know the injuries kind of depleted him in a way, um, but. I have a lot of love for Golden State. I say all this stuff to say that I have a lot of love for Golden State. I actually mm-hmm. really, really rock with their team, their organization, the way that they do things. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm never told, it's like I'm not, I don't have no vendetta against Golden State. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just know my team well enough to right. know what they're capable of doing. Okay. And with that being said, this series is over. Um, <laughs> <laughs> 3-1. The chances of Le- LeBron knows what 3-1 is. 
you got veterans. These are not people that are just like you have a young supporting cast, but you got one of the greatest players to ever play the game who understands and has been in three one situations. If they don't close it out on whenever they play Wednesday, Wednesday mm-hmm. they don't close it out on Wednesday. They'll close it out on uh, Friday. Why don't you just close it out Wednesday to to preserve rest? That would be great. But at the end of the day, I I, I know you got how these five. things go. Sometimes you make mm-hmm. use the game five to rest mm-hmm. and just close it out at home. No. Close it out at the crib. Game five. I get it. I like. I know. I'm in agreement. Mm-hmm. Like in the event that stuff goes awry, mm-hmm. cool. We it, good. We in, take it back to stables. Right. I mean, crypto. Crypto. Yeah. <laughs> I hate that. By the way. Yeah. I Los hate Angeles. It. Why did y'all do that? Like, yeah. <laughs> I know crypto paid money for that stuff. and all that. Yeah, Technology you know. stuff. I get but it. I would say. I would say this. I would say like. Like going back to to the Lakers, right? Mm-hmm. So, so you your love for Golden State, I have I have love for the Lakers too. Mm-hmm. I have love for LeBron. Yeah, as much as I hear about Jor- the Jordan loveness mm-hmm. on a daily basis, and, I, and I'm still I, I I hear the I hear the love for Jordan on a daily basis. Yeah, and I hear the disrespect for LeBron on daily on daily, basis. and I, I do my best to defend LeBron because mm-hmm. the man. First of all, let's give a shout out to his son. Yeah. His son's going to USC. Shout out to Bernie, man. Bernie. First, and the bigger thing to me beyond basketball is that that's the first person in their family to go to college. Huge. That's huge. huge. That's amazing. And yeah. whatever again, he does. People lose sight of that when you're dealing mm-hmm. with millionaires and, well, billionaires. Exactly. But at the end of the day, that's a big deal. That's huge. That's a huge deal. That's huge. So. You know, congrats to the James family. Shout out yeah. to Bronny. I can't wait Bronny. to see what he's going to do I out can't there. Wait I know he's either. only going to be there for a year, but <laughs> <laughs> if he averages if he averages nineteen points a game, it don't even matter because you know what? Once he goes into the draft, they know that that comes with LeBron. Mm. That comes with That's LeBron. Gave it comes with LeBron. E- Wherever e- e- Bronny e- goes, LeBron is going to. Oh my gosh. The Lakers knew that. Oh my gosh. The Lakers always e- said that. Even if, even if the, this man averages five points a game, he's still going to the draft. Mm-hmm. Okay. Because it comes with one, one of the top two greatest players of all time. <laughs> Period. It's going to sell tickets. People want to see Bronny and LeBron play on the same team. Mm-hmm. Regardless of how successful they, they are or not, mm-hmm. it doesn't matter. They want to see that. Mm-hmm. So, and that would be something that's great for the NBA. We've never seen that before. So yeah, we've never seen that before. We've seen that in mean, baseball. In baseball we, with Ken Griffey and his mm. son, uh, Ken Griffey Jr. Like, we mm. saw that. But we, so it's okay. just different. It's different in the NBA when you got father and son, same team. He's mm. really there as a coach on the floor. Right. So now if you got a young supporting cast, that's mm. going to benefit from that too. Mm. So that, That's going to be rushed. That's going to be rough on that supporting cast right now. Yeah, absolutely. Because you look at the supporter cast right now, mm-hmm. you, you you got D'Angelo, you got um, Austin Reeves, you got Lonnie, you got uh, Jerry Vanderbilt, mm-hmm. um, and the rest of those guys. Yeah. Those are going to be rough on those guys because you're is. eating up min- minutes from those guys. Yeah. Like even LeBron, even Bronny may not be the best player on the court. Yeah. But at the same time, he'll be there. But the one thing about it, Bron is not. I don't think LeBron cares about Bernie being a starter or not. Mm. I think he wants Bernie to learn how to fit into a rotation, but right. he wants to teach him the game 
from his perspective mm-hmm. while being in the NBA and being on the same squad. Can he teach him on? Uh, can he teach him at home? Uh, yeah, at USC? I mean, he, there's, he, a, there's, tr- that's truth in that, and I agree. But there's also something to be said for when you can be around a person on a day to day basis. Mm-hmm. When you, because he's not always at home, he works a job yeah, in he, the NBA oh, no, when he's gone. No, in, 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 in off season, yeah, in off season when when and, he when when he is at home. Again, I agree with that. And yeah. I think that happens anyway. But right. I think from the perspective of LeBron, yes, there's a day-to-day thing that comes with being in the NBA. Yes. There's a work ethic that comes with being in the NBA on a mm. day-to-day basis. It's and, different than just being at home for three to five months right. in the off-season mm-hmm. and then He's let alone when school home. starts. It's, it's a lot of mm. – like parenting is deeper than just basketball. Like right. I know they have – Family time <laughs> when they're at home. Like, he's not trying to just talk basketball when they're at the crib. Mm. So, like, if Bronny is in the NBA, mm. LeBron is going where he's going, there's mm. a chance that he's trying to cultivate something with whatever team that is and show Bronny how it goes mm. on a day-to-day basis in right. the NBA. Who knows that team may make the playoffs. Interesting. And now you got Bronny with playoff experience with his dad right there beside him. Wow. And now he sees what has to go into playing in a playoff series. Mm-hmm. It's something different. It's like taking your kid to work day. Right. <laughs> <laughs> it's dope. I'm here for it. I think it's dope. Um, yeah. And I'm excited to see what comes of it. But Well, well, you know, we'll see what happens. Yeah. Um, I, I do think that uh, – uh, ESPN is going to pick up his games, yeah, because that's Bron and Jr. And also, uh, whenever LeBron is in town with his team, he's going to go at every USC game, or he, even if they're playing close by, right? If they're playing, like yeah. let's say they play a game in Portland, or if he, or the next night he's in. Portland, and then he's mm-hmm. and then he's his, USC plays Oregon or and that Washington probably went a lot there. into the decision of Bronny going to USC. USC mm-hmm. is down the street from crypto. Well, yeah, that's true. So it's not like he could have gone to UCLA. Yeah, UCLA is better coaching wise. UCLA is across town. <laughs> In he Westwood, can still go. he can still go. It's he not. Still go. It's not a big deal. I'm making jokes. No, I'm making no, light of it, but I'm just saying like. <laughs> It's just different. USC, mm-hmm. he can kind of cultivate his thing. He right. can kind of do more. He has more room to play there, I feel. Mm-hmm. Um, because they don't have the same team, as you said, in U- at UCLA. They um, don't because they're losing. They lost four players to the draft. Mm-hmm. So it would have been better if he gone to U- UCLA. That's his team. And who and knows? He, he might just like the coaching staff. He might like the organization. Whatever they got going on so. over, over there probably at USC. So outweighed what was going on going on over there at UCLA and even Penn State where he was considering before which was weird. Penn State. Yeah, he was considering Penn State and Ohio State, which was wow. weird. Hmm. It was weird. Why um, Penn State? That's why I had no idea. Weird. It was very weird. I think that was probably one of the earlier teams that gave him an offer. Yeah. Um and so I know he was, he was undecided of, for a while. Yeah. Um I saw that. Wow. Penn State and Ohio State. That's I know Ohio State but Penn State. Yeah. But uh but LeBron I have no dis. I tried to defend him as much as I can, but people are like we want to bring Jordan up, and this man, I want to explain his work ethic to you. Five hours before the game, he started this thing in the Memphis series. Mm-hmm. I saw this reel yesterday on Instagram. Yeah, he was there at one o'clock. 
Yeah, I'm like, yeah, wait. <laughs> he was at the arena at one o'clock. I'm like, I'm like, this man got up shots. He he was working inside. He was working outside, and then he got some weight lift. Well, not even lifting weights. He was mm-hmm. working with the dark, uh, yeah. uh, bar uh, dumbbells. Yeah. in there trying to strengthen his legs, stuff. flexibility. Yeah. Oh my gosh, I'm like, this dude is committed. It's different though. Like I, I think that, and I hate the this new era of like people having to record everything. To like, you know what I'm saying? Like, because to me, for motivation, I get that is motivation, right? And I agree with that. Yeah. I I'm not even talking about LeBron in this case. I'm talking about the the world we live in of yes. having to constantly record because yes. now this looks corny, <laughs> even though it's not. Like, I know it's motivation. Mm-hmm. I get what he's doing, mm-hmm. but to it's like it's a weird little catch twenty two because mm-hmm. like the world is so phone happy and record everything mm-hmm. and. It's it's just a weird thing. <laughs> it's a weird thing to me. You but think? I respect this because right. I I do think that Jordan did the same thing. Kobe did the same. All the greats have this. I just watched mentality. a video of Kobe in practice. Don't ask me why I was watching that at three o'clock in the morning last night. Mm-hmm. I was watching that. I was watching. So a YouTube clip um, came along and said Mumba Mentality. I haven't. I'm going to watch the rest of it today, mm-hmm. but I saw Kobe in practice, you know, give the ultimate disrespect to his teammates, but it was good. It was good disrespect. It was good disrespect because you're getting it. You're getting it from a legend, from a legend that, that, that is there, that cares about the game. Mm-hmm. Like I just wish he was still here. God rest yeah. his soul. Mm-hmm. But but that that popped into my timeline, and it reminded me of LeBron's work ethic. And those videos are motivational to me mm-hmm. because it, it shows that okay, this man doesn't have the Hollywood lifestyle. He can still be a normal human being and do normal stuff. Yeah, it's true. Like five hours before a game, like dude, like most 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 dudes are getting a nap in at that time. And I think he's at a point in his career, too, where he understands that he has to work just a little bit harder because of his age. Like, he's an older player. Yes. Like, at the end of the day, LeBron is not old in the grand scheme of things, but in Mm -hmm. basketball years, he is elderly. (laughs) He he is a basketball senior senior citizen. Yeah. Like, I knew knew it was different when uh, Jabbar, what's his name? Um on Houston, on the Rockets, he was like, yeah, you played against my dad. Oh, Jabari Smith. Jr. Yeah, and that tripped me out. And then I'm <laughs> it, like, it blew my mind because I was like, yo, we're really whoa. there now. Oh, my god, We're at that point. We're at that point with, with LeBron. Oh, my god, And so he's the OG. He is what Jordan was on the Wizards. Mm-hmm. And the fact that he's in a position to compete for another championship, potentially, wow. is insane. That's insane, bro. And he settled into this role. I've seen him switch up his entire game right. in order to fit with what the Lakers have going on right mm-hmm. now. He's taking more of a back seat, right? But he's also facilitating. He took in that, that back, back seat, seat. In the fourth quarter. Exactly. He, he he knows how to play the game mm-hmm. in the most cerebral way possible. He does. Like it's it's brilliant to me. It's like mm-hmm. he's a basketball savant. Like <laughs> it's it's genius. Mm-hmm. Just watching LeBron operate. Mm-hmm. Um. And I think he really does need more respect. I, I think he needs more respect. He needs more respect in that in that sense. Um, you know who else needs more respect? Lonnie Walker. Yeah. 
Long Walker the Third. So let me tell you something about Long Walker. Because y'all took us, you y'all took him from us. Yeah, I'm did. a Spurs fan, guys. Mm-hmm. So he got drafted by the Spurs. He was deep in Pop's rotation. Mm-hmm. Like this man was not getting any minutes at all mm-hmm. in San Antonio. He emerged in 2019, a game against the Houston. It gives me chills just thinking about that. Because we were down 20-plus points in that game. I can remember vividly. I was listening to the radio in San Antonio. I wasn't in San Antonio at the time. Mm-hmm. But I was. I got San Antonio radio, and I was like, this man's about to come in and make an impact. And yeah. he did. He went, he, went, he went for 29 points in the fourth quarter. He, they beat Houston, but Houston should have won that game mm-hmm. in overtime. And so, but the next day, Houston filed a protest saying that, okay, that ba- there was a basket where James Harden made, he made the basket, mm-hmm. but it went out. Mm-hmm. So it was those type of things where he dunked it, but he went and went out for some odd reason. Yeah. So basically they count it as a miss. Mm-hmm. And, he, and Houston challenges that he should have made that shot. Mm-hmm. So, they came back five days later. It says, "Now nah, we're not going to go. We're not going to play this game again. Mm-hmm. No, no, no. We're not going to take something special from Lonnie Walker." And that's how the world got introduced to Lonnie Walker. That game right there. Um, he had twenty nine points, I think. Yeah, twenty nine points, and he was the hero that night. Yeah. And so, um, but case in point, the reason why he left San Antonio is because San Antonio is turning into a new leaf and mm-hmm. new players, all that jazz. The disappointment was him giving 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 him that one year deal. The man is twenty four years old, mm-hmm. twenty four twenty five. I think he's one of those ages. Mm-hmm. One year deal, three mil. I ask you, as of last night, that was his one and only performance. Like he didn't play the regular season. Mm-hmm. The reason being uh, of why his minutes were cut because of what the matchup is seen yeah. in that Memphis series. Memphis was throwing a bunch of guys. Mm-hmm. It wasn't right for Wolan and Walker. Jerry Vanderbilt was playing well. Yeah, it got to the point when he was playing well. It, it, Wolan and Walker and Malik Beasley was a no show, especially the Malik Beasley. He was mm-hmm. a no show at all. This game, Wolan and Walker showed up to the point where we got to start having those conversations again of giving him a long term deal. Yeah, at his age right now, I know he's not going to make till two. He but role player money is like ninety million dollars mm-hmm. at best. That's salary for a role player mm-hmm. in the NBA. Yeah. So, my question to you: When it gets to the off season, who are you paying, Lana? Martin? We're not talking about League Beasley because he he fell out. Yeah. I mean, I thought that player would come in here and give y'all three-point shooting. Mm-hmm. He fell out when Jerry Vanderbilt started playing defense. Yeah. Um, so. And he might be useful later. He might as be. As we go into the Western Conference Finals. It, it, like, it, you never know. Because depending on our matchup, if we got to play Phoenix, uh-huh. we're going to need to rotate. We're going to need a, a deeper it, rotation it, 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 because it, it, we're playing against two of the top scorers in the league. <laughs> I'm just being honest. Like it's it's a different game like that. If you play Phoenix, I think we match up better with Denver. To be totally honest with you, oh man, Phoenix is gonna wipe you guys out. Phoenix, 
Phoenix makes me nervous. Only because of the fact that Devin Booker is playing out of his freaking mind. Yes. This is one of the greatest mm-hmm. playoffs, like playoff performances mm-hmm. strung together that I think I've ever seen. And Denver's like, having a hard time defending him. And he's shooting like 60% from the field. <laughs> like, are you, like, I'm, I was tripped. When I saw that stat the other day, I was like, yo, this is insane. Right. I've never seen nothing like that. Mm-hmm. He's on a historic run mm-hmm. and it's caused problems for Denver. <laughs> and when, if you got Devin Booker playing like that, mm-hmm. and then you got Kevin Durant as an option, golly, that's a problem. That is a problem. <sighs> I gotta keep it honest. That is a major, I'm not even major throwing problem. Throwing in A10 or Chris Paul in that. Now, and Chris Paul is hurt. He's hurt. So he is hurt. At the end of the day, I do like the idea because we are one of the better defensive teams in the league, and I mm-hmm. think that we have the ability to do a lot more. A lot of different things that maybe they haven't seen yet. We can mm-hmm. throw at them some different looks, some different um, you know, ways maybe. of defending. I don't know. I don't know what that would look like. But I genuinely think that a matchup with Denver is suits us better. Why? Jokic, Jokic went for 53 the, they, the, the The brand of basketball that they play, right? Right. It fe- like we know how to defend that. We've seen that before. That's not the dribble that- handoffs. You know how to defend the dribble handoffs between we- Jokic and Murray. We've seen it before. We've seen it before. Did you realize that I- you you realize if, if if you have to switch it, you have to switch it. You do. I'm not saying like if if they do the dribble handoffs, you can get through it. Yeah. I don't think Anthony Davis. I, I could be wrong. Mm-hmm. I don't think Anthony Davis can get through that screen. I, I don't think, and honestly, you don't have to. Yeah. What What to. Phoenix is, uh, Denver is still going to win the series. I think. I think so. So I think it's going uh, seven though. Uh, yes, I think it's going seven. I did say six <laughs> Nuggets, but I did. I I, I do think Denver is going to win the series, but. Mm-hmm. If y'all have to defend Jokic, you cannot switch that screen. I'm sorry. You can you have to be physical with Jokic. Aiton is not physical with Jokic. Do you remember the bubble? Yes, I do. So you remember how that matchup went mm-hmm. in the bubble, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay. It's different. Explain. It, Explain it's the different. difference. It's Explain different difference. because because at that time. We don't know. We didn't know Jamal Murray. Jamal. We didn't know Jamal Murray can go downhill or have a mid-range jump shot. We didn't know that Jokic can mix it up. That's not true. What? That's not true. Because yes. we, we knew who Jamal Murray was. No. He was just injured. Jamal he Murray was injured. Jamal Murray was changed his whole hurt. game after the injury, though. He was playing hurt, and at the end of the day, he was scoring like that before the injury. No, he was not. Yes, he was. <laughs> I swear to God, dude. Uh, He's not, he's not that different. I'm gonna tell you that right now. He's different. He's not that different. Dude, he's not, his game is more polished. His game is more polished. Yes, but he's not that different, bro. Jamal Murray is not that different. Jokic, Jokic, Jokic is not the best athletic big man. He's not, he's not, and I disagree with Shaq about that. But, he's not, but, but Murray, He's hanging on more of a role. He's he's always has that mugging on his back. He didn't have it before. He has it now. Like like this 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 if they win this series and if they beat the Lakers, mm-hmm. he's got it off his back. 
He's done that. All right, let he, me. He, he didn't lead. He didn't lead in the bubble. Let me tell you something, right? Okay. Let's go to Jamal Murray's career stats. I'm looking at real numbers right here, right? Oh, okay. All right. So, All right. 2019, 2020, which would have been the bubble, right? Yes. Yes. Uh, he averaged 18.5 points, okay. four rebounds, and 4.8 assists. But he was coming on his own, though. Like, like he like, was. He was. Listen. Okay. Let me show you the difference. It's not right. that different. That's my whole point. In 2022-2023, he's averaging 20 points, 4 rebounds, 6.2 assists. He's averaging 2 more assists and 2 more points. Okay. At the end of the day, that's not that different. But it's different in their playoffs, Gabe. Let's go to playoffs. Let's go to playoff stats. Let's go to playoff career stats. It's different there because because he's more of a leader now Mm -hmm. than he was in the bubble. I get it. I understand. That's why you, you've seen him I, rush possessions. He's I agree with possessions. you to a point. I agree with you to a point because there, there's a maturity that comes with playing in the league, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. I think that's the only difference that we're seeing. Like, it's just the maturity. That's natural. <laughs> that's the natural progression <laughs> yeah. if you are a star in the league, mm-hmm. period. You're going to mature. He knows how to – that's why you can average two more assists than mm-hmm. you did in 2019. Mm-hmm. That's the difference. It's not so drastic that he just like he's playing well. Don't get it twisted. I'm right. not discounting right. what he's doing. He's playing well, but it's not so astronomical that I'm that I fear Jamal Murray. I don't. You don't fear Jamal Murray. I don't fear Jamal Murray. Really? He had ten when, points in game two against of this Phoenix. series. Against Phoenix. ten points, and they won that game. They won that game. So they, they won don't, that game because of defense. They have. They point. have. They're deeper. In, in that st- and that they're not they deeper than deep. the Lakers, but they're but they can bring guys off and they can go off. Yeah, they have a very similar structured team to us. Yes, and but that's only, my point. Only that's di- my entire the point. only difference that that <laughs> that they have, Gabe. Is, the only difference between the two is that Jokic can get what he wants. Right now, he can get what he wants against Phoenix because Phoenix is not laying a soul. Phoenix don't have the. They don't have AD. Let's keep it a buck. Okay. Phoenix don't they have don't. AD. They don't. The, but li- AD is the, one of the better defenders yes, as a big man in the league. He is. Period. But it don't matter. He like, is. It's, it's going to be different. The Lakers <laughs> play different defense. They are the <laughs> he, he, best he, defensive team in the playoffs yeah, right I, now. I, I agree So with what that. are we talking yes. about? I, I agree. However, however, for Phoenix's sake, if they want to win this game tonight, I think you have to go with Lockdale, the Australian dude. You have to go with him because I saw a play on, in game four where he went chest to chest with Jokic and Jokic, he made the shot, but that's how you throw off a guy's game. You go chest to chest with them. You be physical with them. Eighth is not physical with, with Jokic in the series. You saw that man getting knocked out. You saw that man getting, uh, he wants no part was Jokic in this series. Yeah. To the point where teammates are are egging him on. He is complaining of playing time, which Monty Williams is saying, you're getting bullied by Jokic. We have to go with uh, Landell. And DeAndre Ayton has always gotten ate up by Jokic. Yes. <laughs> it's, it's, it's consistent. There's nothing but consistencies here. We're not looking at anything right. new. Right. This is consistent yes. on all 
parties across Absolutely. the board. The only thing that's not consistent is Devin Booker's ability to ball out in these last two games. Or the last, the entire series, really. Yeah. I mean, he's been he playing has. out of his mind. Yeah. He he's and that's what's kept plus, him plus around. That's what's kept him around. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. I just got to be honest. I don't fear Denver the way that everybody else does. Dude, let me tell you. Let me tell you. That team is built on, on, on old school basketball. Mike Malone has an old school voice. He does. Mike Malone can get through his team to the point where his team can respond. That team plays defense. You can't tell me Eric Gordon can't match up with LeBron like that. You can't tell me that. Aaron Gordon can match up with LeBron. He may not provide you with the scoring, but he could definitely match. No, let me let me, so, let me let me say this let me say this in a different way. Sorry, yes, let me I'm, let me. Say, I'm sorry, you. I had to catch myself for a second. Let me say this in a different way. He can he can make LeBron uneasy if if you know what I'm saying. He can make LeBron uneasy, make him work a little bit. I'm gonna tell you though, I get what you're getting at, but I think that you're incorrect, and I'm gonna okay. tell you why. All right, go ahead. LeBron is playing a different brand of basketball today. Okay. He's not. He knows the flow of the game. He's playing within the flow of the game. Yes. He's not just trying to play takeover basketball. Mm-hmm. That's not where he's at in right. his career right now. No, Nobody not. is used to that. No. It took Draymond and them two, three games to try to figure that out. He's vocal about that. Thank right. you. I'm glad you got a podcast so we can know their thoughts <laughs> and everything. I mean, that's the only but, thing that, that's the only other thing that's working <laughs> for the Warriors is Draymond uh, podcasting <laughs> the game after. I'm like, so, like, they've been <laughs> trying to figure out way. his role in this offense right. the entire time. And I think that's going to bode well for the Lakers because nobody is used to seeing LeBron play like this. He's playing efficient basketball for the most part. Like, just. I agree with you. He's, he's playing within the flow of the game. He's not forcing anything. He's mm-hmm. taking shots when they come. Right. And I it is what you. it is. That's not something that they're used to. So, again, isn't Phoenix used to that? Phoenix has two scores. Plus, Phoenix, if you add, it's different. If you add, if you You're add random guys like Landon Sherman or yeah. Jock Landa or uh, a TJ Warren, even or, or anybody uh, of anybody of the uh, of the rotation, I, I think I think both teams match up well with the Lakers. I I don't I don't know. I I think that. I mean, they'll give them a hard time. They'll give the Lakers a hard time. Yeah, it's not. I think regardless of who the Lakers match up with, Mm -hmm. it's not going to be an easy series. It's going six or seven, period. Okay. Like, I I don't see it just being a we we out in five. Like, I don't see that. LeBron won't have that. I don't don't. LeBron will take over. You see, okay, I want – I half agree with you, but I half disagree with you. Because and I'm going to say this as my disagreement. Mm-hmm. I feel like LeBron can take over those moments when he when he's called upon to score, he's going to score. He can. He's going I, to score, and that's the thing. <laughs> like it like becomes he, a thing where it's like within the flow of the game. Now. Right. He's, always, he's now settled into this role of I'm going to get my points within the flow, and I'm going to facilitate right. the offense the right. way I know how. But so it's a different mm-hmm. role for LeBron. Right. Nobody is used to seeing that. But there's if, not a team in because he wasn't even doing that in the regular season. He wasn't. So he it, was not. This is a playoff switch up. <laughs> but the thing about it's it is, well. let me say this: the thing about it is when the announcers say, didn't when the announcers didn't not call Anthony Davis's name. 
Yeah. Davis had not seen the ball in the fourth quarter. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry, the whole entire second half. Mm-hmm. He only took four shots in the whole entire second half. To me, when LeBron needs to score, they're going to, Ham's going to drop a play for him. He's going to, he's going to, here's, here's how, how I'm going to set this up, mm-hmm. right? He's going to have either, uh, Austin Reeves bring the ball up or D'Lo bring the ball up. Mm-hmm. And he's going to, uh, allow LeBron to mid post, mm-hmm. mid post up against, uh, Andrew Wiggins or Steph Curry on the switches. And they're going to allow him to go one on one with no help. Mm-hmm. Because they gotta respect the shooters. Yeah. So if LeBron wants to score, Darvinham's gonna call a play in the mid post for him. Yeah. Because at and, this point, I don't think LeBron can go one on one. And that's the difference, though. Like, and, I mean, we've seen it time and time again. If yes. LeBron wants to score, he can score. It don't yes, matter who it's absolutely. on. It don't matter who it is. If he wants to get to the basket, he's gonna get to the basket. He's either scoring or getting fouled. I mean, I've, like it's the same that. thing. If over Ron and over again. didn't happen with him last night, then he, then, you know, the Lakers would have been in trouble. Yeah. He scored 15 of their 27 points in the fourth quarter. Yeah, he did. So, uh, he did. so, you know, if Lonnie Walker didn't happen, then LeBron would have gone off for 30, which he went up for 27 to, uh, yeah. last night. Yeah, 27, eight, I think it was 27, eight and uh, seven or something like I think that. I have the set right here. 27, nine and six. 28, nine and six. Yep. Okay. So, but, so, I mean, he can definitely call his own number. Yeah. He, he knows time. what to do. I think we're discounting the fact that LeBron has been in these spots mm-hmm. so many times. <laughs> like, again, the Mr. teams that he's going to face, like, I mean, yeah, KD and them, they have some playoff experience. Yeah. Suns were in the finals a year ago or mm-hmm. a couple uh, years ago. A couple years ago, yes. Um, and so they, there's some playoff experience against mm-hmm. Phoenix. Jokic, they haven't made it past the Western Conference Finals. They have, I don't even know if semifinals. They, the semifinals. semifinals. Yeah, they semifinals. haven't even made it to the Western Conference. No, they have finals. not. So again, that's a different <laughs> thing. That's a, a whole nother layer of things that they're gonna have to overcome. Because at the end of the day, experience always shows up. But game, okay, it shows up every single time, especially Understood. when the skill level and the teams are pretty structured similar, mm-hmm. and you got to find those little sliders right. that get you to that W. Game four, I, I can remember this vividly. Mm-hmm. Jokic had 53 points, right? Yeah. Um, before I play a clip of what happened with the fan and all that stuff, I want to say this. Jokic can get what he wants in this series. Mm-hmm. I've seen this. He can shoot outside. He can dominate you inside. Mm-hmm. Um, if they were to play the Lakers in this series, if mm-hmm. – I don't think they'll make it tough on him. Because you got to understand, when Anthony Davis goes out of the game, who are you really depending on to defend Jokic? I don't know. Honestly. I'm To be totally honest, yeah. I don't know. Because you have to go small. You have to you go small. I mean, else. we do have Tristan Thompson on the roster. <laughs> <laughs> but <laughs> He's more mature at this point. Yeah. At this point. And, I think, and honestly, that was the worst signing that y'all have made. That was pointless. I don't understand the point. He hasn't done anything. He hasn't even really played. Should have stayed at ESPN. It was really no point. For the offseason. Um, he just wanted to be in L.A. by his Kardashian family. <laughs> um, oh, you know, so, how, you, know how, you know how Devin Booker's get, getting all those points? All you had to do is get rid of Kendall. Yeah. And I say that respectfully. I love Kendall yeah. Jenner. But that's all you had to do. 
mm-hmm. and let the man go off. And that's why he's been going off. Yeah. Just focus on your game, focus on the task at hand, win a championship, and go on from there. Yeah. That's I what mean, he's done. It's, it's very, it's, it's pretty. It's a curse. It's still a yeah. curse. <laughs> it's happened to many, many men out there. But honestly, we put too much blame on the Kardashians. No, it's, it's, not a, it's a lot of it's, it's, it's a it's really the men in the situation. But yeah, that's a whole another conversation. That's not basketball related. I just wanted <laughs> <laughs> I just wanted to add that on there because yeah. I saw I wrote it on there yeah. to talk about, and I said they get too much blame. I'm gonna be honest. The Kardashians get way too much blame for the the you're right the you're weakness right. of these men. The weakness. the weakness of these men. I'll just put it but like that. You can't. But let me say this, and then we go back to basketball. The relationship between Kendall and Devin, it wasn't neither of them's fault. Both of them is they, they're busy. Kendall's in this city doing her monthly stuff. Yo, Doug, I don't care about their relationship. Devin Booker is, I don't is a care basketball player. Relationship. I don't care. What about your music guy, Travis Scott? That's not my music guy. I don't even like Travis Scott. He's annoying. Okay. Um, but <laughs> anyway, <laughs> don't get me with him. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you said Travis Scott's annoying, so I said, you know what? Continue on. <laughs> <laughs> I just think, I just like, I like the Lakers' chances. Okay. I really do. Okay. Um, again, experience plays a role. Um, I think that either matchup, they have a shot. At the end, I'm not gonna say they'll win. I'm not gonna say that okay. right now. I mean, I'm still. I'm very interested in this Nuggets and Phoenix series. I've been interested since, um, day, since game one. Yeah, I, I think um, this is fantastic. <laughs> I think this is great to watch. The, um, but the, the officiate. The, let me say, like I said before, we play that clip. Mm-hmm. I want to say about about the um, about what you said. No, hold on. Let me. Scratch that. About the officiating. The officiating has been decent in this series. In all mm-hmm. the series. Mm-hmm. Like you saw, I seen Scott Foster referee this game last night. Mm-hmm. I think it was either the Lakers or the Miami. I think he was, uh, no, it was, uh, it was Zach Zabra. He was officiating that game. Mm-hmm. Lead official. If you have Tony Brothers, Scott Foster, and Ed Malloy officiating all three together, yeah, that's that's uh, that's finals worthy. Yeah, that that that. And last night, I just want to give kudos to Tony Brothers and Scott Frost. They were Scott Foster. They were officiating the game together last mm-hmm. night. Yeah, they didn't have to because both those guys are lead officials in their own right. Mm-hmm. So, I just want to throw that out there. But nonetheless, I will say this about this Nuggets and Suns series. About your Lakers as well. The Nuggets can Nuggets can defend with anybody. Mm-hmm. You got to understand, they have seven legitimate defenders on their team. Seven. You can count eight, but seven. You have <laughs> you have Jokic that can defend Jamal Murray, mm-hmm. KCP, Aaron Gordon can. He's probably going to switch up on LeBron and AD. Um, you also have Jeff Green. As old as he he is, he can still get up. Bruce Brown. And they literally signed him for defensive purposes to come into the second group to defend. That's what they signed him for. Mm-hmm. And so, 
you talk about eight legitimate defenders on the Nuggets versus the versus the Suns have like five legitimate scores, and you can count. T, I'm counting T.J. Warren in that because T.J. Warren used to be a scorer uh, up until to, he tore up his knee. He hasn't been this. He hasn't. We haven't seen the same T.J. Warren. Mm-hmm. So, so in this case, it's going to be difficult. I'm gonna tell you though. I know the league wants. I know what the league wants to see. What was the league? What the league, league wants to see? The Lakers and Suns in the Western Conference Finals. Oh my God! That's what they want to see. Oh my God! They don't want to see Denver. Nobody cares want, about Denver. Why? Because it's Denver. I want Denver. At the end of the day, yes, because you love. You're a San Antonio fan. You have love for all these little small market teams that don't make no damn money. Like you, you do. Phoenix doesn't make any money either. Phoenix. They're small market. Money. It's not about the team, but it's about the profile of the players. Yeah. At the end of the day, LeBron versus KD. Jokic, Devin Booker, MVP, being, you gotta understand that nobody cares about him. Nobody <laughs> cares about him. I, I, I think we need to understand. Right? He may have won two MVPs. The league is trying to give him those MVPs. You already know. You know damn well that Joel Embiid should probably have two MVPs to hit to Jokic one. He should have. I mean, if we're keeping it truthful and honest, this year was a makeup MVP, to be honest. Oh, my god! This was a makeup MVP. You're right. Because, to me, this was a year where Jokic should have won it. His but they weren't giving it to him all. three times in a row. The year that Joel Embiid should have won it, they gave it to Jokic because they're trying to. It's an agenda thing. Mm-hmm. The MVP is an agenda award. Right. At the end of the day, I we know what the league wants. Mm-hmm. It's very clear to see. They're trying to imp- appeal to this international audience, so they gave Jokic the MVP so they could appeal to that. But the fans in America don't give a damn about Jokic. He's not a. <laughs> he's not like a sexy. Superstar. Don't they give it? Don't they care more about Embiid than than Jokic? Is that what you're saying in America? I, I mean, I think that the Embiid style of play is more because Embiid is an international player too. To yes. be honest, oh, yeah. so I mean, at the end of the day, it, it works in the league's favor. But I think just because of the appeal in this, mm-hmm. it's something about Embiid that's different than Jokic. The style of play is a little different. Jokic plays a slower brand of basketball. Mm. Um, it's just, it's just different. It's different. It's yeah. more of a finesse big versus right. a power big. Right. Um, it's just different. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I just wonder <laughs> in general, going back to my point is I think the league wants to see that LeBron KD matchup in the Western Conference finals. Oh my goodness. They want to see that. So they're gonna hire what worthless officials? No, no, no. I don't. I don't think the league has control over it. Don't get it twisted. No. I think just what from a branding perspective, from a business perspective, mm-hmm. they would love to see LeBron, KD, Devin that, Booker, AD. That let these let, things just. That just you know what? What they, they should do? They should just let it play out. And that's what they're gonna do. Let it play out. That's what they're gonna do. They have no control over it. I'm just saying the idea. You're, you're appeasing your audience. I understand that. Yeah. But let it play out. It's been great. It's been fantastic. From the first round till now. It's been fantastic. Every playoff series has been awesome. Yeah. I think this is the most, this is the most entertaining across the board mm-hmm. that I've seen in the playoffs. Like mm-hmm. across the board, mm-hmm. Eastern Conference, Western Conference. Yep. There's no series that I could just say definitively mm-hmm. that team is going to win. 
No, I can't. There's no team there's, I can say that. No, with. there's no. You can't. You can't say that. So I've been enjoying these playoffs for real. I, I should, but let's play a clip from uh, from Michael Malone. Uh, there was a fan. There was a fan incident in Den. I'm sorry, in Phoenix, was uh, Phoenix Suns owner. Let's give our takes on it. Let's play that clip. Let's play two clips of it. Yeah, I'm still not really sure what happened. I haven't seen a video of it. Um, I think it's crazy that Nicola got a technical foul in that situation. He's going to get the ball, and some some fan is holding on to the ball like he wants to be a part of the game. Just just give the ball up, man. You know what I mean? And you know they they deemed Nicola doing something that was excessive, I guess, and they gave him the tech. But uh, I still don't really understand it. Yeah, I'm still not really sure what happened. Play Jokic's clip. Second. All right. Technical. Technical difficulties. Yeah. All right. Something that was excessive, I guess. Hold on. Wrong video. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to get there. We're gonna get, we'll get there, guys. We'll get there. All right. What, what happened when you went out to get the ball on the side? And what was the explanation they gave you for, give, that, for giving you that Wait, technical? Why can't I hear it? He told me he was elbowing. Nicola, All right, hold on one second. <laughs> I don't know what this. What's going on with this? He, he almost got it, everyone. He told, he told me he was elbowing. Not playing though. The fan. So, but the fan put the hand on me first. So, yeah, I, I think there's something going on with this video itself. itself. So, so we'll come back to it. We'll come back, we'll come to, back, it, back to it, But no, there was a incident in uh, Phoenix. Um, on Sunday night, I saw this live, and the owner of the Phoenix Suns, his name is Matt Isbell. He's a new owner. He he bought the team in March. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, actually, he bought the Suns and the Mercury, the Phoenix Mercury of the WNBA, in March. And so, uh, from Robert Sarver, so he was in the sitting courtside, and um, you know, fans got got involved with the basketball. And then majority of the fans wanted the basketball. They kept the basketball. So Jokic went into the stands and was trying to get the basketball. But his arm got entangled with the owner's body. So I'm like, to me, he should never got technical for for that. Now, the owner should have got fined. Or or better yet, removed from your seat. Go sit somewhere else. Because you caught, you initiated that. And now Jokic gets fined 25K for a shove, they call. But he didn't shove anyone. He was just trying to get the ball back. Give the ball up, guys. What are y'all doing? You're not part of the action. Ridiculous. It is very ridiculous. I, I think. We can't have owners interfering with the game. We've never seen that before. No. From Mark Cuban, who sits courtside at every Mavs game. Mark Cuban sits right next to the he bench. He sits right next to the bench. Like, he's not interfering in the game. He's a fan of the team. Right. So he's, but he's, he sits he, there and supports. But I think this is, this is something that could be problematic mm-hmm. <laughs> for like just future games and Golly. stuff like that. Because if you get, this is a playoff game. Right. This is a technical foul in a playoff game that ultimately gave your team two points. Right. The game was won by about two, three points. <laughs> uh, 
if I'm not yes. mistaken. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it was. So that was huge. Again, that could be the difference in mm-hmm. the game. So mm-hmm. I don't think that an owner should have the ability to just no. play the fan, the messy fan role, right? And get a tech on a player that's on an opposing team of right. a team that you own. <laughs> exactly. Like that doesn't make sense to <laughs> it does, me. It doesn't. And make then sense now Jokic gets fined for. Simply just trying to get the game back going and get right. the ball back. Like, exactly. you over there being goofy. Right. And, like, I, Ridiculous. like, nah, I, I think this is really, really corny and whack. I just, right. I don't like it. <laughs> right. And, you know, and, you know, you know what's funny? You know, I, I, I sat there yesterday and I was nervous that he was going to get suspended mm-hmm. because of this. And, and, and he got a fine, but first of all, he, he should have never got the fine. Because yeah. if you're really about protecting the players, mm-hmm. which that clip was supposed to be about, yeah. in the NBA, you have to you have to go all in on your players. Yeah, like we've seen fan interactions before. If you really take a deep dive into those videos on YouTube, because I've been watching a bunch of them, mm-hmm. they go off on the players. Yeah. Disrespecting their family life, everything in between. And so, like you said, this is going to be an ongoing theme and it will never stop. The NBA mm-hmm. won't protect us. Yeah. They will never protect, they will never protect the players mm-hmm. at all costs. We know they're supposed to. You can't continue to find players for, for content, content like that. Mm-hmm. That's ridiculous. It's, it's just, it's just, Beyond me, he could have just gone and sat somewhere else. Mm-hmm. Like, like, do you remember when Shannon Sharp got into it? Got into it with De- uh, Dylan Brooks. Yeah, he could have easily injected him out of the game because Shannon Sharp is a fan. Mm-hmm. They didn't know that Shannon Sharp works at F- FS1. He could have just been a random fan, got into it was 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 these players. Mm-hmm. He could have been gone. And I did. I do think they they teed up Dylan Brooks that game too. Yeah, they did. And they so, did. but that was a bigger. That was a totally different right situation. That was a situation where you being the players are being disrespectful to to the Hall of Famer, the Hall of Famer, and the fans. The like, Hall at of the Famer. end of the day, like it's just that's a whole another set of issues. You just <laughs> my thing is you just bought the team a few months ago. You have to. Show you have to show what's that word called? You got to show a little bit of respect, accountability. Mm-hmm. Just say it was my fault mm-hmm. and keep it moving. Yeah, like I, I just I like remove yourself from that seat. Mm-hmm. And if I'm the owner of the Suns, I wouldn't even sit there for Game Six. Yeah, no. Well, he I probably would just will. sit far. <sighs> You're gonna cause will. more problems. When the ball's coming your way, you're going to cause more problems. And the people around you are, are going to know you're the owner of that team. They're going to do something. And that basketball comes away once again, or that player comes your way again. You're mm-hmm. going to disrespect that. You're going to say something out of the ordinary to yeah. the point where that player has to respond. Mm-hmm. And players are trying to hold back because they know what it is. They know how the NBA is going to be. Yeah. They're going to protect the fans versus the players. Mm-hmm. And that's it's it's not it's an unfortunate like reality, right? Um, because I think that fans get a lot of leeway, mm-hmm. and they do. 
they get a ton of leeway because they paid to be there. Right. And at the end of the day, I think money shouldn't dictate mm-hmm. how people are allowed to operate. Yeah. But that's the unfortunate reality of the country that we live that's in. That's ridiculous. And, I mean, because <laughs> people who pay or who have money, mm-hmm. they're allowed to move and talk and disrespect and do all of the things that they wow. All that they do because wow. they have money or they mm-hmm. spent the money to be there. At the end of the day, there should be rules and regulations to protect the players because mm-hmm. at the, if somebody says something crazy to me, my natural reaction is to get back at them. Mm-hmm. Go give them exactly what they gave me. Right. That's not a good thing. Mm-hmm. But, oh, no. But at the end of the day, day a right lot now. of players are cut like that, too. Right. I don't know how to separate basketball from, from you just talking mm-hmm. noise as a fan. I don't right. know how to separate that. Right. To being blat- like, you're blatantly disrespecting me at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. I should be allowed to handle you a certain way. But. They're trying to retreat. They're yeah. trying to retreat. From, and now from I got to suppress all of this because I'm an mm-hmm. athlete and it almost feels like it's like watching gladiators. You know how back in the day you always see those videos of like yes. people, gladiators <laughs> fighting and people throwing stuff at them. Yes. It's, all, it's yes. the same type of mentality. Yes. Like it's like. I don't own my own mm-hmm. self in this situation. Right. I can't even protect myself. So the NBA needs to address the that. NBA in the needs season. to really address it because in fans should fans should be held accountable, especially when you sit in court side and right. you, like you got the ability to sit there, you paid the money to sit there. You gotta know that there's certain rules. Mm-hmm. Don't bother the players. Mm-hmm. Be a fan, cheer on your team. Yep. But exactly. you don't need to be out there disrespecting people. These are humans at the end of the day. Right. And yeah. that's what it feels like. It's almost like the athletes are mm-hmm. not even human. Yeah, they're there to provide a service for you. Uh, that's what you, that's they're, how they they're supposed to give us entertainment. Yeah, they're supposed to perform for us. Yeah, um, it's sad, but I, me, I think I got this clip. Where's the security at? Let me. Where's the security at in this in this stage? Because I always count the people that are wearing the jackets. Mm-hmm. What was the explanation they gave you for of how many that, people that foul? in that security space? He told, he told me was elbowing the the, the fan. Yeah, I don't know. I I just clearly it's not enough. <laughs> clearly it's not. Whatever is missing has been an issue for a long time. We've seen Russell Westbrook getting the altercations. We've mm-hmm. seen every game, every single game. Like it's always something on the it, road. It's always something. There's certain arenas that even bring on a certain type of mentality right. <laughs> Utah yeah. is one of those places oh god. Boston is one of those places oh god, oh god. I'm just saying that it's certain things that just mm-hmm. like everybody knows when you go into certain arenas mm-hmm. there's a potential to happen like right. uh, racial slurs being thrown god. Um, all different <laughs> type of disrespect right all because a player Mm. Is doing something against your team or vice or like you know mm. what I'm saying? It's yeah. always a situation yeah. where yeah. fans are allowed to talk crazy, ridiculous, and then they don't get held accountable for it. They just get kicked out the game. Nah, bro, <laughs> you can't say some of the stuff that you say <laughs> and think that it's just sweet and we good. Yeah. No, like that's not acceptable. Where are you, mm. where are the people's morals? They don't have any. They don't literally don't have any because they don't see athletes and celebrities as humans. They see it as an entertain as entertainment. Mm. They don't see it as humans. They see it as they're there for me. Mm. It's a they're selfish to, thing. They're there to entertain me. Yeah, it's all about me. Ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs>
So it's not that's not right to me. It's not fair. No, it's not, it's um, not fair at all. Players should have the ability to either defend themselves. Like even I think back to even Malice at the Palace. Oh God. That all started it. by fans talking crazy right. it, <laughs> and, throwing a, with, and throwing drinks and right. acting nuts. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Everybody's not built like that to mm-hmm. just be able to take that. Right. No, right. I'm going to punch you in your face. Right. How about that? <laughs> like, <laughs> and that's not face. a good, again, that's not good either, mm-hmm. but that's the reality. Everybody is not cut to where right. they're just going to sit there and explain. Right. accept what you give it is no it's there's tough. consequences and repercussions for the things for that you say actions. and do for your period actions. in this case you you gotta do something drastic yeah and this is an owner who's interfering with the game right so you're setting the tone mm-hmm. because you're the owner of the damn team he is the owner you set the tone it's ridiculous i don't like so that. if he can get away with that what can fans get away with that's a good point that's a good point <laughs> Ridiculous. Do you, do you have yeah. that clip up? I think I have the clip. Hopefully, the audio plays this time. Okay. Nicola, what what happened when you went out to get the ball on the side, and what was the explanation they gave you for give, that for giving you that technical foul? He he told he told me he I was elbowing the 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 fan. So, but the fan put the hand on me first. So I thought the the league supposed to protect us or whatever. So, but. Maybe maybe I'm wrong, so we will see. Did you happen to know who the fan was? He's a fan of. He's a no, on 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 the. I know who is, but he he's a fan, isn't he? If uh, he's a sitting Phoenix Suns owner, sitting on the court, and he's a fan, isn't he? Yeah. That doesn't mean that he's a. So whoever it is, and he's a fan, he cannot influence the game by holding the ball. Do Do you worry that this may lead to a fine or suspension or anything? Why? Like that? Uh, just if the NBA official said that he thought you shoved him. Mm-hmm. So, but his hands on me. So, I'm, they're not going to protect me. They're going to protect the fan. I mean, not not me, not me as a person. But I'm talking about as a player. Yeah. I mean, they can do whatever. Of course, they don't care. But I think they're supposed to protect players. Were, were you surprised that he didn't just hand you? I mean, that's what I expected maybe would happen. The fan. Even if he didn't, I was I was trying to rip the ball, and so he didn't let go. So he's influencing the game. I think. I think he's supposed to get kicked out if he's influencing the game. Yeah, he's supposed to be. Uh, yeah, he, he he he's a fan at that point. Yeah, and you know. He yeah. has a responsibility to know better, period. Yeah. As an owner, you have to know better. You have to understand that. Like You got to take account for your players. Because truth of the matter is, you as an owner, you cultivate a culture in your mm-hmm. stadium, in your team, mm-hmm. and all of that. Mm-hmm. You cultivate the culture. Mm-hmm. You're the head. Right. You're the leader. Mm-hmm. So when the leader of an organization mm-hmm. influences the game, mm-hmm. like Jokic said, that becomes a major problem because right. what our fans are going to think is acceptable in the stadium. Of course, you've now cultivated a hostile environment in any stadium. Let's, let's in let's, any stadium, in, but any specifically in yours. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a, t- a team like teams are going to have to come there now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, like yeah. I'm not saying it's going to lead to any 
complete destruction or anything like that. No. Cause, I mean, we don't know that, but it right. gives people a little bit more freedom. Like, oh, that mm. was the owner who was holding the ball like that. Right. That's the owner who was influencing the game like mm-hmm. that. Yeah, that, that's that, that's my fear um, for uh, the NBA. Need to they need to address it in the off season on fan behavior. They need to and really send a memo to all thirty teams of what is not right as, as the fans go. They need to really think about what protecting the players means because they say that a lot. That's true. They say that a lot, and that's a very convenient thing to say because it appeases mm. the human nature of the player, right? Yeah. Is it real? I mm. think a lot of leagues in general, they say a lot of stuff. Mm. The NFL is notorious for that. Mm. They say a lot of things just to appease people mm. and just to get a, get along, get on to get along or whatever the saying is. <laughs> I forgot how the saying goes. <laughs> but nonetheless, they say a lot of things in the hopes to just cool this fire. You mm. know what I'm saying? Right. And so at the end of the day, are you really protecting the players? Because player protection comes with a little bit more than just words. Mm-hmm. It has to come with action. Y'all been talking about how the fans shouldn't be allowed to influence the game. Fans are getting kicked out, all of this other kind of stuff. But we've seen it more and more. Fans are empowered. Right. Fans are empowered to talk crazy about these players, mm-hmm. to say all of these different things. And when a player retaliates mm-hmm. – you're, you're telling that yeah. you're telling them don't retreat to, yeah. to, to what you grew now up with. Now the player is the problem because right. they retaliated against mm-hmm. it. It's just the same thing that we saw in school. Right. It'd be somebody that's picking on the kid mm-hmm. and then when the kid finally snaps, right. Then now the kid, mm-hmm. the other kid that's bullying him <laughs> turns right. into the victim, <laughs> turns into the victim and now that other kid is in trouble. I just, I just it's, wish, I just wish they do it on, on the internet. I mean, I wish that they they do it on the internet all the time. And Russ Westbrook Westbrook is notorious for this. Like he does not let anything fly on the internet. No, even even in person. KD is another one. Oh yeah, he is. K- Kyrie is another one. That's like, why KD and Chuck KD Chuck and Stephen A. do not get along. Yeah, all three of those guys. Yeah, and I I just I wish that the NBA would really care about. <laughs> and this and this is a league. This is a league that is brings inclusion. They give a lot more freedoms than others. There is yeah. there is a lot of. I like the NBA as an organization where they're going. I just think they need to really decide what protecting players means to them, mm-hmm. because it's different for every league. Right. At the end of the day, if you want fans to have the freedom to. Do, to be fans and talk crazy, whatever, which mm-hmm. nobody really wants that. Right. But if you, this can get out of control really fast is what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Um, and you got to get a handle on it in these stadiums and these organizations. You got to have different rules set in place. Mm-hmm. Like, look, you will be banned for life. <laughs> you come up here <laughs> playing like that. Don't come in here talking to these people crazy. Yep. Or I'm going to just let them loose. Memo. Memo <laughs> to all 30 teams. Yeah. I'm gonna let these players lose, and I'm gonna let them handle you how they handle you. In the street. <laughs> See, that's but that's me. <laughs> that's me. They can't say that for legal purposes. They can't for do legal that. Yeah, but that's how I would purposes. be. I'm like, dog, look, I'm gonna let these six six dudes <laughs> punch you in your face if you start talking crazy. <laughs> I'm gonna let them handle you. Ain't no fines being given oh out for that goodness. because you should know that if this was outside, you would not be talking to them like that. 
Or well, if yeah. this was out of the realm of entertainment, you would mm-hmm. not be talking to them like that. Right. You wouldn't even. So wouldn't yeah, even. I'm gonna let them handle you. How they what, handle you outside? Westbrook is another. And one. I bet you it'll stop. Oh God. I bet you it'll stop. Westbrook doesn't even care. He doesn't even care who he doesn't in front of. Yeah, he's like, like I'll take it, the twenty thousand dollar fine. Yeah, if if there there was a there was a viral video where where at halftime of the Clippers series, mm-hmm. Westbrook came into that living, <laughs> almost felt like hit that man's living room along with his child. So that's why I said mm-hmm. he confronted that fan, and that fan was scared. That yeah. fan stood up like he was going to, dude. At the end of the day, you're not going to do something against a no. an NBA player that that has a bunch of heavy lifting on him to beat you up, yeah, in front of your child, yeah. Like, like that, that's what I'm saying. Like, you're going to say those things privately to a player, but when your child's there and that player comes to you, you're mm-hmm. going to be scared. And that's going to be, you're going to say, oh, that's not the time. Because the reason why they don't fear it is because they know that the players aren't able to do anything oh, to yeah, them. Oh, yeah, of course. They, they know that there's no real retaliation mm-hmm. that is going to be allowed mm-hmm. in the NBA, period. Like, they're going to, if one of these players puts their hands on a fan, which we've seen in the past, it's yes. going to go very bad. Oh, yeah. It's going to go yeah, very bad is. for them, not for the fan. The fan is going to be given a signed jersey. They're going to be sitting on the court. <laughs> you get to go home the hell. next day. Get yeah. to go home the next day. And then what, what, what public pressure will bring in was, okay, that player, that, that player should be, that fan should be questioned by police. Yeah. That, but that will come with public pressure. Yeah. The only reason it will be serious if it, if, is if when the NBA gets involved. Mm-hmm. So when the NBA gets involved, then that's where, the police would come in and try to investigate what they said or what they did, whatever that may may have mm-hmm. ha- happened. But yeah. nonetheless, nonetheless, fans should act appropriately, whether you pay a million dollars to sit on that seat or whether you just sit upper upper deck. Just I wish people would just start seeing people as people. <laughs> like the reality is these people in NBA players, I mean they are humans. Mm-hmm. They work a job that puts them in front of the cameras, in front of the lights, in front of the millions, world, in front of millions. And we're allowed to critique their ability, even though we don't have the ability. <laughs> like again, no, we talk- some people have the ability. Yeah, some of them, but so, that's not the majority. Right. The reality of is, course. the NBA is a it's one percent of the people that play <laughs> basketball. <laughs> That's yeah. 1% of people that play the sport. Mm-hmm. They're at the top of the world in the sport. Right. Period. Mm-hmm. Regardless of who the player is, mm-hmm. the fact that they're in the NBA should tell you that they are supremely gifted. Mm-hmm. So I just, I put that in perspective sometimes because <laughs> the world doesn't, they, they love to just talk. They right. love to critique. They love to scream and yell. Especially and, now. Yeah. Because you got, you, everybody has a voice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Everybody has a voice, whether it's through social media, whether it's they just feel empowered. Right. They have this empowered. Every, everybody's got to have. Uh, everybody's got to have the say. Yeah, and so I, I really think that the NBA. While I mean, I think they can only control it to an extent mm-hmm. because they're not just going to let the players put their hands on them, <laughs> um, <laughs> which is what some of these people deserve. <laughs> but they, they're not. They're never going to let that happen in a serious moment. Um, they can only control it to a certain extent, and I mm-hmm. do believe a lot of that has to do with, like, c- 
connecting with these police departments and people in these oh, yeah, cities and saying like, look, if fans act up, there mm-hmm. should be a charge that we can hold them against, whether it's a uh, minor charge, minor, yeah, some sort of misdemeanor or something yeah. where they have to go deal with police. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, you got to get something bigger than the mm-hmm. NBA involved in this situation. Um, because otherwise it's never going to get solved. I mean, no, it's not. With no repercussions, people going to do what they want to do. Exactly. Well, case in point, uh, before we go to break, uh, tonight, yeah, we got the 76ers and the, and the Celtics. Mm-hmm. We got, um, Phoenix and Denver, both game fives. Yeah. Crucial game fives. <sighs> Crucial game fives. For me, I'm going with Celtics. I don't like that last possession of what Jason Tatum um, did. Yeah, and I definitely did not. not I did not like the timeout that Joe Mazzu did not take. It was a lot of mistakes made late time. in that game. It was a lot of mistakes made. Mm-hmm. Jalen Brown, the turnover. Yes, that was just. Mm-hmm. You know, it was just a. It was a lapse in mm-hmm. judgment. I think he admitted it. He took the blame yes. for it. So, I mean, I do think that they'll bounce back. Mm-hmm. I got the Celtics tonight too. Yeah. Um, I just don't. It's gonna be tight. <laughs> it's yeah, it's gonna be definitely gonna game. be tight. It's yeah. gonna be a battle <laughs> because Boston Philly goes. is playing. This team in Philly Golly. is the team that I think has the most potential out of the Philly team that we've seen in the past. Yes. To really make really make it to the finals. To be honest, like this year. This yeah. Year. I I do think the winner of this series will beat Miami. Mm-hmm. Um. And I'm writing off the Knicks, yes. The Knicks are not coming back. Yeah, they're not coming back. Um, the Knicks are done. Yeah. So I, I do think that either one of these teams will beat Miami. Mm. Miami. The winner of this series will be the one that advances mm. to the finals. Um, I just don't like, I just don't like your boy having to take the ball out with five seconds left. Yeah. I, don't I didn't like, like that, that possession. I don't like that either. It just wasn't good decision making late no. in the game. Um, good pass though, but great pass. Made the shot. Yeah. Marcus Smart made the shot, but. It's just, to me, hmm. your superstar should have the ball in his hands. Oh, yeah, of course. Um, but now it's five seconds left. Because five, at five seconds, you're supposed to be making, you're supposed to be on the move. Yeah. Not like try to set up your offense. Yeah, yeah, No, no, no. It's, it's a quick, let's mm-hmm. find the shot and mm-hmm. get out of here. <laughs> like, of course. <laughs> so I, I do think that Boston will bounce back tonight. Um, mm-hmm. I see it being a super tight game. Okay. Uh, yeah. Probably no more than Three to five point victory. I okay. I I hope they don't make the mistakes down the stretch. Um, I yeah. I'll definitely. I'm sticking with Boston too. Mm-hmm. Um, man, this is gonna be tough for me because I want the Nuggets to win, but I don't have trust in anybody else outside of Aaron Gordon. So I trust Jokic, Murray, and Gordon. And yet you was hating on it. Never mind. <laughs> See, <laughs> this is setting, setting, setting up for me to be right again. I just oh want you to know that. Oh, my goodness. This is setting up for me to be Stop absolutely it. correct again. Oh, my goodness. Please make him wrong. <laughs> um, damn. This is going to be tough for me, bro. <sighs> I'm gonna go with Denver. Okay. Denver has a home. Uh, Jokic, I feel like he's gonna get what he wants tonight. Um, Murray's gonna, Murray's gonna go off. If he scores about 25 points, I say 25 points because, uh, they usually win when he scores 25 or more points. 
So I feel like if he score gets to that number, I think he's going. He's going he, I think the Nuggets win. I I concur with that, but okay. I will say, if the Nuggets lose this lose this game, the series is over. I'm, this is a must win for them, just from a morale standpoint. To right give the Suns, right. to give the Suns three games in a row. He was up 2-1, I guess. They won they three. Were, no, they were up 0-2. I'm sorry, they were up 2-0. 2-0. Yep, yeah. they were up 2-0. Even better. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so this would be, what, this would be, what, three games uh, in a row? Yes, for Phoenix. Yeah. If Devin that's, Book- a, that's a major morale mm. crusher. <laughs> like, I'm if just Book being honest. If Book goes off again, yeah. then if Book goes off again, it's it, then the Phoenix wins. Yeah. Like, I'm not worried about Durant going off because Durant – He's he's not finding it's a hard thirty six points he got. Yeah, none of those were easy points that he got. He shot four. volume that game. He, he did. shot. A, he took a lot of shots. I think. Uh, he took like what twenty? Uh, I don't have the stat in front of me. Twenty shots. Yeah, twenty shots like in that, that game. But I know he had. I know he had in game four. He had thirty six points. Game three, he had thirty nine. Mm-hmm. Um, but that was a hard thirty six. But I really honestly think yeah. this game five, this game tonight will be, will be, depend on the bench. I agree. Because Denver, Denver is playing three guys. And I didn't know this, but Reggie Jackson, Jackson is on that team. You know Reggie Jackson. I didn't know that either, actually. <laughs> yeah, he, he, yeah, the Clippers really traded him to Charlotte, then Charlotte released him, then Denver picked him up. And so now he's deeper, deep in the bench in Denver. Kevin Durant took 19 shots, by the way. He was 11 or 19, which is really less than I thought. It was hard. It was a hard 11 to 19. Like, yeah. like they threw everything around him. Like they were trying to go after the ball. Mm-hmm. I, I'm pretty sure he, he was at the line a lot in yeah. that game. Yeah. And so, but no, I mean, if, but if Landry Shaman, Came alive a game on the road, like I said, like like that was key for me. If those guys played well at home, let's see what happens on the road. Mm-hmm. Yeah, let's see who shows up on the road. Mm-hmm. I mean, we're gonna see. We're gonna see because I think that this could get real interesting. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we're gonna see what happens. Real, this series could get real interesting. If Denver wins tonight, series is going seven. God, if they lose tonight. I think it's still going seven, but I see Suns in seven versus. I I, I, I don't. If the Suns win tonight, I don't see how Denver comes back and wins Game Six in Phoenix. I I don't either, to be totally honest. But I could see it just because of the fact that, like, you never know. It's just one of those series where it's just so up and down, right? um, Where if Phoenix wins, they may be like, "All right, look, we got this." Hmm. They may take that apart. I don't know. I don't know. You never know what you're going to get. Right. It's a very up and down, all over the place kind of series. It's fun to watch. Mm-hmm. but I like it. We're going to find out. We're going to find out tonight. We're going to find and out. And that's tonight. All right. I appreciate your expertise. Absolutely. As always. Absolutely. Uh, coming up next, I'm going to do a quick rundown of the top ten players that we should be watching for, not only in the draft, but the minicamp as well. As minicamp is on is underway in the NFL. So let's talk about those 10 players coming up next. And also, I wanted to introduce my guest for next week. It's up next on Official Radio's Beyond the Game. (laughs) 
is to see you tomorrow And every tomorrow Maybe you let me borrow your heart Is it too much to ask for every Sunday Throwing every other day to start I know people make promises all the time And they turn right around and break them And someone cuts your heart open with a knife Now you'll be dead But I could be that guy Take it in over time And I won't stop until you believe it Cause maybe you're worth it Voice you hear tonight And every other night For the rest of the nights that there are And every morning I just want to see you staring back at me Cause I know that's a good place to start I know people make promises all the time And they turn right around and break them And someone cut your heart open with a knife And you bleed Me. 
A lot on my mind, I don't wanna think she come and relax me. Huh, diving at the water, breaststroke. Tell me your thoughts, deep show. Knowing the mission, don't stop. Respectfully. Don't tell she better. Say my name. What's my name? What's my name? What's my name? Say my name. What's my name? Yeah, I know you in love with me, that's cool She said my name and she getting a tattoo We should have been, been together this past dude Now let's go have some fun in this back room Man, her ex nigga born, that's bad news She ain't never come out, he had mad rules I could buy you Chanel and mad shoes I could match with Dior in the back too You can tell me what you like And I could take you for the night Yeah, I could teach you lessons you ain't never known You can add it to your life uh, I could boss you up, baby huh. I'm here to boss you up, I'm here to boss you up I tell you don't know too much Cause you ain't been taught enough, baby with a boss in the backseat, uh A lot on my mind, I don't wanna think she come and relax me uh, Diving at the water, breaststroke Tell me your thoughts, deep show Knowing the mission, don't stop respectfully Don't tell she better Say my name What's my name? What's my name? What's my name? Say my name What's my name? If you wanna hear me say your name Gotta make me say your name Show you a couple of things I love me a thug, nigga Might let you shoot at the club, nigga Ooh, she's so good I'ma make you fall in love with it Tavia, Louis, buy me some Gucci, diamonds and rubies Might let you fill on my booty Let make a movie Your ex man, she a groovy Baby, go take off some Subi Know you wanna have me inside the jacuzzi Tell me your thoughts, deep show Knowing the mission, don't stop respectfully Don't tell she better Say my name What's my name? What's my name? What's my name? Say my name What's my name? Welcome back to Beyond the Game Podcast. My name is Jamie. <laughs> oh my gosh. It's been a fun day, guys. That, I needed that. That was good. <laughs> Off mic conversations, you know. Off mic conversations, yes. <laughs> um, real quickly before we leave, I'm going to just name you off these 10 players that they are in right now. They've been, they were drafted. We may see them on the on the field at some point in the regular season. Oh, by the way, in two days the regular season schedule will come out. So hopefully you're here next week and we will go through that Cowboys schedule. You'll yeah, see. Yeah. Um so let me start quickly. <laughs> Number one, Steph Stinson Bennett. 
he was drafted by the Rams in the fourth round. Um, athletic, confidence, but his focus is lacking, guys. You remember in, in Dallas, we live in Bedford, but, but he was drunk in Dallas. Remember that quarterback? He was drunk in Dallas. Remember he went to, uh, go to, uh, to, uh, what was that place called? He kept on <laughs> knocking on other people's doors. You talking about Quincy Carter? No, uh, Stephen <laughs> Bennett. Oh. The quarterback. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Remember him? Okay, yeah. Yes. It so, like Quincy Carter. In, yeah, it sounds like it. <laughs> erratic. That's how erratic he can be. He can go on random people's neighborhoods and go knock on doors at, at the wee hours in the morning. Who does that? Especially when you don't get drafted in the NFL. But we hope that he sobers up and he, he has a long career in the in the league. We hope. Uh, number two, Aiden O'Connell. He's from Purdue. These guys, by the way, these guys are over twenty two years old. So if they look old, they are. So <laughs> <laughs> right, they were drafted by the Raiders in the fourth round <laughs> from Purdue. Um, he. he if the Jimmy G performance does not, uh, does not, <laughs> does not accelerate itself in the Raiders, then hey, Aiden O'Connor can take over. But if it's injury field at quarterback, he could definitely slip in and take over that spot. <laughs> um, but he's not a great passer, guys. He's not a great, pa- great deep throw passer. He's not. He's not that big of of a of a deal. So number three, uh, number three, Clayton Tune from Houston. He was drafted by Arizona in the fifth round. Um, he likes to use the pocket a lot more. He's uh, mobile. Uh, is he going to take Kyler Murray's job? No, he's he, probably not. They're going to make Ky- if Kyler Murray starts to have inconsistencies like he always been for the last two seasons. It maybe it might. They need a quarterback change at some point if he has some inconsistencies. But we hope that Kyler Murray does not have inconsistencies heading into this upcoming season. Clayton Toon is also from uh, DFW area. He oh, yeah, went to yeah. uh, Hebron High School, my old high school. So, Well, yeah. thank you for the information, sir. Yeah, absolutely. I appreciate that. Cool. That was good. That was good information to have. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Number four, Dorian Thompson Robinson. Uh, UCLA, he got drafted by Cleveland in the fifth round, 140. Um, this player might change his position. I just don't think that his quarterback expertise in the NFL will help out, but being a kick returner or, or being a receiver even can help his, can really help him for longevity if he ever wants to play more than five years in the NFL. So, but I like this quarterback though. He was my fifth best quarterback in the draft. That's why I like him so much. But it's unfortunate that he, he went to USLA. But he, he did his due. He got drafted. And hopefully he has a great career. Number five, Jaron Hall, <laughs> BYU. He was drafted by Minnesota in the fifth round. Um There might be some controversies in Minnesota in the quarterback position between Kirk Cousins and somebody else. This might be that player, but um, I, I I really hope they get away from Kirk Cousins. I really, I'm not a fan of Kirk Cousins. I'm, I'm sorry. I, I gotta be honest with you guys. 
I just don't like the way he moves sometimes. I don't like he he makes the quarterback position unattractive. I just I just hate I just don't like it. But then again, you know he's he, he made him your quarterback. He's going to be there. Uh, this guy is he won't grow anymore. He's he's small, but he will not grow anymore. <laughs> uh, number six, Henry Tutu. Yeah, that's that's his name. Tahiri Tulola. I can't. I'm sorry for um, pronunciation of the name. He was drafted by Houston in the fifth round. He's a linebacker. Uh, he might have to grow a little bit stronger because the linebacker position is a wider position. Uh, maybe you can play hybrid position as far as the linebacker goes. Uh, you know, I, you know, he can, he, they, they'll probably line him up in the line of scrimmage and get it out to the quarterback and all is well. Uh, number seven, uh, Deuce Vaughn. Let's play a clip from his father. Hey, buddy. How's it going? Hey, it's going good. This is Dad. My phone wasn't working. Look here, man. You want to come to work with me next week? <laughs> I wouldn't mind that. <laughs> <laughs> I, got, I got somebody want to speak to you. I got somebody want to speak to you. All right. So, Deuce Vaughn, the little running back, 5'5", 176 pounds from K-State. Um, he got drafted by Dallas in the sixth round. Um, he, he's, he's not the next Zeke Elliott. Let's, let's get that out of the way. He's nowhere near Zeke Elliott's status, but there is a roster spot for this man. And this man will be on, on the roster this upcoming season. So, um, I, 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 I I'm interested to see how his minicap will go. Number eight, Max Duggan, TCU guy, seven round by the Chargers. So he's with Quentin Johnson and Darius Davis with his teammates. Uh, I don't think this guy would get an opportunity in, in, in the, with the Chargers. Unless spectacularly something happens to Justin Herbert, which nothing would happen to Justin Herbert because Justin Herbert is a, is a physical player. So there is not, there is, he, it, if he can show the type of leadership that he did at TCU, I'm pretty sure he can bring this to the NFL. And any any team, not outside of Chargers. So, so like I said, it's going to be interesting to see if he could get get a roster invite. And I'm not talking about this team. I'm talking about any team that 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 needs a quarterback in the future. Number nine, offensive tackle Warren McClendon, seven round from Georgia, drafted by the L.A. Rams. Six four three zero six. The reason why I put this because Dallas needed a right tackle in the draft, and we did not attack that right tackle status. We did not get that right tackle in that draft because we got Tyron Smith. He's older. He's injury prone. Uh, this guy is twenty two years old. He's young. He can move. Um, I just wish we would have drafted him. 
Like, what is wrong with us? But, <laughs> but wide. I mean, come on now. He has long. He 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 can be the next best thing. He can protect Dak's blind side, and you know his blind side's on the outside. And my last and final player, number ten, is D. Winters, the linebacker from TCU, five eleven, two twenty seven. He was drafted by the Forty Niners. I just want to know how many linebackers the Forty Niners have on their team to make them look relevant. I just want to know. It is really interesting to me that they have so many linebackers on that team, and yet it's and yet they always they're always in the position of being of. Either in the NFC title game or in the Super Bowl. That's where the Four Nights have been in the last four years due to the linebacker play. So I really hope this guy can make the team because, like I said, the seventh round is, is no, no guarantees. You have to work at me. It starts in minicamp. And once minicamp is over, we'll see what happens. All right, guys, we said enough uh, on this episode. Thank you to once again to Gabe for coming in and, and doing, doing this with me. I appreciate it. Thank you to Angelo who walked by like an hour ago. <laughs> and so um, with that being said, guys, next week we got a special guest coming for you. We got Sports Talk with C. Now, I found this woman on the Internet. I was I was doing some research. I did the, the be a guest, find a guest type of thing on the group page on podcasts podcast page and I found her actually I found two more people and she wanted to come on and talk about basketball so I so I said why not so she'll be here next week and we'll we'll kick it up with her we'll get to know her and we'll get to pick her brain a little bit about basketball but till then guys thank you for watching or listening to the beyond game podcast subscribe wherever you get your podcast at and we will see y'all next week Take care. California, California, yeah. yeah. It's for the Lakers right there. <laughs>
Coast. 